Welcome to the Family Biz Show. According to Family Enterprise USA, family businesses in the U.S. account for over 64% of GDP and employ 62% of the workforce. In other words, they are the backbone of our economy. But success doesn't come easy. Only 13% are operating in the third generation. The Family Biz Show is here to help. Listen in to hear stories from other family businesses and industry thought leaders so that you and your family not only survive, but thrive. Welcome, everybody, to the Family Biz Show. I am your host, Michael Columbus, with Family Wealth and Legacy in Rochester, New York. And today, we got the Wheeler family with us from CNC Wild Alaskan Fish Company. And we're really excited. This is a fourth generation, fifth generation business now, right? One, two, yeah. three, fourth generation business. So you're just passing this tradition of fishing down for years and years now. Rich, Cena, welcome aboard. Nice to have you here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, hi there. Thanks for having us. So is it five generations? Well, actually, I was saying three when we first started our website because that's who I knew, my grandpa, my dad, us. And then I found an obituary for my grandpa's dad, and it talked about learning from his dad. So I'm calling that five. Yeah. And then... In fact, my parents are saying it goes many more beyond that, but I, I'm going with what's recorded. So um, easy five. <laughs> That's great. You know, it's funny. I had another client there. They were um, the, the community that they lived in wanted to, you know, verify when it really when the company started. So she's digging through all kinds of documents and finally found like the first pay a check that was written to her father for work you know that he did 65 years ago when it's like see yes we really are this old and <laughs> yes, I get it so we have we have a tradition on the show um where we just ask you guys to talk about your journey and in getting into the family business it's different for everybody, some people, it's, you know, you were, you have, you know, in your circumstances might have had fishing in the blood. For other people, you know, it's like, what is this fishing thing? And why do you really think I'm going to like it? And, you know, so for you guys, each of you, what was the, what was the route into the family business? Well, I think one, first off, I think the surprising thing people often assume that it riches the fisherman and they might assume that it is through his family line. So it's the generational aspect is on my side and Rich is the son-in-law. And what's interesting is that my dad was also the son-in-law. So I actually come from a line of um, fishing wives. We just kind of find a fisherman. <laughs> I love that you hooked your guy. Um, sorry, I couldn't help it. Um, but you know, it's really interesting because I've spoken to lots of families through the years and sometimes they're like, you can't come into the business unless you're a blood relative. And it's they 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 keep it in that line uh and passing it that way. I have always said that, you know, we choose our spouses. So they or you know, the they don't come in because they have to. They're not blood. And so if they want to come into the business and be part of it, 
they're doing it because they want to, not because they have to. Um, so that's pretty interesting that that's right. on that way. Nice. Well, and, and I'll go back to, you know, my interest in fishing started uh, obviously before even Tina and I had met, you know, I'm, uh, I was encouraged by my high school wrestling coach that, you know, that, that, that um, maybe this would, might be something I might be interested in. And he did it himself. And, uh, you know, and then one of my you know, great best friends growing up uh, on the high school wrestling team, college roommate and everything else, he actually went out and did it and came back and said, you need to go do this, give it a try. And then uh, at, at that time, Cena and I were dating. And, and so fortunately, um, I, I enjoyed the work and you know thought that I could uh, make a career out of it that's interesting yeah. tell us about you know I don't think most people know you know unless you're watching you know some of the re reality tv shows that are out there nowadays but what is a life in the day and what you know how does business operate for you guys and what does that look like because I think it's totally different than a lot of other business owners yeah yeah, uh, being self-employed uh, first and foremost is probably, in my opinion, and I don't think Cena's too far off on this, is the greatest thing ever. I don't know if I could ever go back to work for anybody. Um, you know, one, I, I have a, both of us have a very strong work ethic and we're very disciplined. We're, you know, I get up really early. I am at my computer. I get my uh, computer work done. And then, you know, uh, this is during the off season, of course. And then when I'm up in Alaska, uh, you know, there, it's, it's a tremendous amount of work and you have to be self-disciplined. Are, are you seven days a week on the water? Uh, no, no. Uh, my, my fishing now is that where I am probably more behind the, the computer and at the desk and we'll, we'll dive into the well, whole you have to explain the whole progression. So he started, he broke in on my dad's boat, the Alrida, okay. and he fished on that boat for 10 years. And that is a longline boat. So a longline crew has a very specific, typically it's about five guys, very specific crew. They're, they're working together seasonally and they have the winters off. Um, and that looks, I mean, Deadliest Catch is a little bit dramatized, but it's not that far off. They're on boats just a little bit smaller. They're fishing in the summer though, not the winter. Um, and there, you would be gone maybe five weeks and then back for a little bit and, and back and forth. So they take kind of big trips up to Alaska. Okay. And then when our youngest was born, our, uh, we have three kids. When our youngest was born, he started salmon fishing. And the, the idea or the dream was salmon fishing is smaller boat. It's more personal. You kind of, you own your own boat and you run your own schedule. And you could bring your family out or do kind of whatever you want. And so the idea was to get the family more involved by entering into the salmon fishing. And that's what we did. So he was doing some long lining still on other boats, but then also salmon fishing. So you were doing a, quite a bit. Yeah. And wow. then uh, several years into that, we started doing Cena Sea where we're selling our own fish. And Four years into that, <laughs> the processing plant that was cutting our fish said, hey, we're going to be selling. And in, in this tiny town that we're in, it was like, well, the, the big guys are going to buy it and they won't want to cut any little guy's fish or you could buy it. And we're like, us? <laughs> us? 
So, so you do every, I mean, really you're, you're from catching it to processing it, to shipping it out to places. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So now we did for an investment group and we bought the facility. So now we fish, we catch it, cut it, freeze it, sends it down to me. I'm in Washington state. We have a warehouse down here where we store it, take the orders, ship it to your door. And so we're actually doing the entire thing, which I think I can safely say, I have never heard of anybody else that does all the way from catching to being the last one to touch your fish. And that's nobody. Pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I love, I love it, it. It's an immense amount of work. And <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm entering into my 25th year of fishing. And as the progression goes from, you know, starting out uh, working on deck uh, to, you know, uh, getting your uh, skipper slippers, as they call them, you know. Um, and so the, and that's what I've kind of found myself, particularly last year, I, I stayed back. Um, and, and didn't fish as much and ran the, the processing facility more okay. so uh, which i really i enjoy i you know i enjoy the work and i enjoy um being around people good how many people so between processing and you know the, the boats how many people are on the team now probably like uh 60 north seafoods is the 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 name of our facility we we employ about 25 people there and then we, on the boats, you know, generally uh, now with my long landing, I'm a rider on a lot of these boats. And so it's, it's myself and um, it might be four other guys. Right, you know, but you it, don't have to employ them. Yeah, I don't have to employ them. I just go get my, my quota caught and we, you know, it's, it's pretty laid back, pretty easy compared to where I started in at. So it's been a really interesting progression of, you know, how we do things, you know, CNC yeah. is an amazing platform to leap from. It's brought us uh, a lot of connections. Um, and, yeah. you know, it's, I think we're both really happy with what we're doing right now. Well, and, yeah. you know, it's really cool. We bring the kids up to Alaska and they come, they've for years, I mean, since forever, they've been coming out on the boat and fishing. They know how to be on the boat. Now with the processing plant, we, we'll get in and they just immediately put the boots on and start shoveling ice or they know the jobs at the processing plant. And then when they come home, we, we also run farmer's markets. They'll come to the market and they'll sell the fish. And I'm telling you, I have gone to, you know, use the restroom and have my son there at the booth say, okay, you know, and, and I come back and this guy is standing there, he goes, is your son serious? Did he catch this fish? <laughs> said, well, yeah, probably. I mean, we did just get back from Alaska. And he goes, I just take my money. Give me whatever. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let's take let's take a shift for just a second. I want to come back to what you're doing in just a second. But I'm compare what you do today to how your grandfather what was what was it like when they started that business or your father? What were the what was it like that? And what you know, how did they make money? And you know, they're all you know, fill me in, fill it, you know, teach us. Uh, this is interesting. Um, I, I I I think I'll speak to that. Yeah, I think that. Uh, so these guys went out and they were fishing for you know they would back prior to my involvement, um, and, and I'll speak specifically maybe to even Cena's dad's fishing was they, you know, it was a derby style. They'd go out and it was like Olympic style fishing where you had an opener for 24 hours, 48 hours, and you 
ran as much gear as you possibly could to bring as much fish on board. And then that was it. Then they would close and then uh, you would wait, you know, a week or two weeks or whatever it was for the next opener. And then the entire fleet would run out and do the same thing over and over and over, you know, throughout a season. And to tell you that the quality of the fish probably wasn't the best. And you had uh, probably the, the work was uh, immensely difficult and challenging. And dangerous. Because you're making, what it was was basically you start with my grandpa. They would go out for a month and fill the boat. Out at sea for a month. And it was all about, that's where the terms highliner, that's how low the boat is when it comes in, how much fish you have on the boat. That was kind of the the era it was like loading this boat how how much fish and and they they might be out for four weeks the wow. bottom fish it was just I mean, it was horrible the qualities so it wasn't a quality thing sure this, sure this would be like in the 70s or 60s so then it went to my dad who it, the times shrunk so okay you have a week to catch it you have it got shorter and shorter until it was these really intense derby days like rich was saying were really high stress and you have to make i mean they it's not sometimes people see it as a greed thing but you have a family this is your livelihood, livelihood yeah. and you have to earn it in a couple of 24-hour windows wow. for the season and so it's stressful and it's dangerous and you can't get the quality yeah. So luckily those derby days, they, they worked really hard um, to change that to the quota system, which is much better. So now a fisherman knows how much fish they're allotted to catch. And um, it's just much more better regulated that way. So now when Rich does it, they know how much they can catch. They get to decide when they go out. So if it's blowing a gale, they don't have to go out. Um, you know, they have more control around their own schedule and they can Theoretically, they can sleep at night. <laughs> Go to sleep and rest. And, and you know, back when Cena's dad first broke in, they would make, you know, 21-day trips. They would, you know, leave Seattle, go up the inside, and then uh, go right out to, you know, out west, uh, out to Dutch or something like that, and, and uh, fill the boat, and then drive it all the way back down to Seattle and get paid, you know, um, probably maybe 90 cents a pound. For their halibut or something like that so you know the, the uh today um i think the last trips of this season were you know the guys were getting six fifty a pound or seven bucks a pound or something like that so but they go out now how long is a guy out a couple day couple day trips and they come right back in fresh fish better price better quality so the whole industry has shifted from quantity to quality that's great and one of the things I want to say, you know, in the construction industry, we're in upstate New York. So we get this time from May to about August or, you know, September, depending on, you know, what our weather is breaking. And a lot of times they'll call, you know, that's silly season. So silly season's a couple months. Your relatives had silly season for weeks yeah. or days. And that's, yeah, that's pretty intense because, you know, in the construction industry, again, upstate New York, where, you know, we're dealing with people a lot there, you know, it's make or break it in those couple of months, mm -hmm. everything's got to go right. And you've got to get your jobs in on time. You talk about pressure. The well, amount 
yeah, you could you you could imagine trying to fill a crew of knowledgeable men that know how to do this sort of work. And this is, you know, this is where um, I was on the Alreda for 12 years and I worked with these men for, you know, that entire time. And there was obviously some real disagreements, but uh, I am forever grateful for the trade that they taught me and uh, very thankful for, you know, the opportunity to learn something and go out and I can provide, I can step on any boat today and I know how to bait a hook. I know how to dress a halibut. I know how to dress a black cud. I know how to, you know, run the roller and, you know, I can provide for my family, um, you know, regardless of 60 North or Cena Sea, I can still, you know, I know a trade. Yeah, but not many people know. It, this is a very, very small and, group of people that know how to do this. Probably one reason that industry is hard to break into. And if you think of like the Derby days, you know, you want to take a new guy that you have no idea how he's going to do when it's make or break. <laughs> not really. <laughs> that, that young person's at the, uh, or older guy is sitting at the, you know, taking a wheel watch and not knowing how to drive a boat at night uh, when you have, you know, your crew down sleeping. Uh, that decides to, you know, pile it on a, you know, a bunch of rocks. It's, it's, it's a really uh, kind of, it's an interesting business. Yeah. Walk us through, you know, through the last 25, 30 years, what were some of the challenges that arose? What were some of the things that came up that, the, you know, the family has overcome, you know, during that time? My time, I, I would have to say probably, Splitting the time uh, between work and home, and I think that we're dealing with that today. Even say you know, that like that. Time. Say that again for me. I missed that. Being gone, being, being gone, gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it works out to be about six months of the year. Okay. Um, and you know, oftentimes, you know, um, we're up there in the throes of it and just going, "Boys, is all really worth it?" <laughs> and then. I come home during the winter and I'm really involved with, uh, you know, my family and I coach wrestling and I, you know, uh, Stina makes dinner and I make breakfast and we have these meals together and, uh, you know, we have teenagers that, that interact with us. And it's just at the end of the, you know, in the morning time, particularly, we sit and pinch ourselves and go, wow, that was an amazing conversation um, that we all got to have together. We were here for it. We didn't have to run out the door. Um, but it is interesting. I'd say, I mean, the lifestyle of just of Rich being gone and coming back, I mean, it it's different. And as kids grow, I mean, you think, well, we get used to it, but the challenges just kind of change. <laughs> I always kind of joke the first, the first year, um, when I was pregnant with our first, I was like, oh, I, I, you know, I felt really sorry for myself. And then the second year I was like, wait a second, now I have a this toddler I'm dealing with. <laughs> this is way worse than sitting there with a big belly. And then it was like, then I'm pregnant and have a kid at home. You know, it's like, oh, why was I crying about being home pregnant? That was actually really easy. I mean, every year, was a new bigger challenge and so it's like you look back and go golly <laughs> yeah I mean realistically half the year you're single parenting right that's well we'll, we'll always <laughs> we'll always step in on that we never call it single parenting because yeah, okay. I always have the support of Rich yes um, you know he's he's a phone call away and we talk multiple times every single day so I never am alone or doing it on my own fully supported 
just thank you, thank you for correcting me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's something that you know we purposely uh, talk about and we note to each other that we're you know in each other's corner, supporting each other, and uh, at no point should uh, Cena ever feel that she's parenting alone. And I am very, very, very involved, even up in Alaska. Um, you know, um, uh, if they need something, you know, there's certain roles that we each uh, take on. And if they, the kids need, um, I like, I'll go to Amazon and buy some damn shoes or something like that. And order it's all the shoes. shoes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I do. Shoes. I do buy all the shoes. I do shoes are expensive. <laughs> yeah. So it, it sounds like that. So, you know, and we have, you know, Zoom calls or conferences, you know, you know, so I'm, I am really involved. And that's really neat that you've you've put together a a rhythm even while you're away that works really well for everybody. And yeah. I, you, just think about that, you know, you're you've got teamwork that's happening on the boat. If it without teamwork that's happening properly, without good communication, things go wrong, right? Yeah. The same thing, you've got you two are a team with the family's a team. And it's that communication rhythm and knowing your, the roles that you play and putting that all together and having good communication. And you'll, you know, said it earlier, one of the benefits is when you're sitting down and always, you know, having breakfast together before they go to school and you're always having dinner together when they're home and you're getting some really incredible quality conversations and time with them and really probably, you know, planting seeds to grow these trees right you know as they as they would say yeah yeah and and it's really you know to to say even further would be seen and i have learned how to work together and it's a uh, always progressing progression of uh i can do better and um and and we do I, you know i really do listen to what cena has to say and i really work on striving to you know support her uh, whether it's, you know, through the business or, you know, in the home life itself. So it's pretty sensitive to right. what each other's needs are. And Rich, what Rich does really amazingly is um, he kind of comes and goes seamlessly, which is when he's home, he just is immediately, immediately within the fabric of, you know, he knows our routines. And, and even though he's been gone, we well I mean we do have some pretty solid routines and he just got he's just in the flow the kids will even say you know he's been home for a couple of days oh I feel like dad's just been home forever and he just kind of whoop, right back into the family flow which is really amazing because I know that some families in these situations it's the transition times you know it's it's um the leaving and coming back can be kind yeah. of difficult so I, I think you do a really good job of that and he doesn't get all stressed out but when he leaves which I remember from my dad <laughs> both my you know it's funny because my wife and I talk about that transition time and my wife has you know a quarter of a mile car ride home and you know sometimes I have clients that are two hours away and sometimes I'm just at the office now I'm mostly working out of my home office, which I absolutely love, but it is that changing gears from work mode to, you know, marriage mode to family mode to the kid mode, whatever needs to happen. So if you do that well, Rich, that's, you know, hats off to both of you for doing that well. That takes, again, I go back and, and I think it's that solid communication and trust and putting those pieces together to say, I know my roles and I got to be able to, you know, be there and, and and change the role that I'm in depending on where I'm at. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and part of that 
is because we share the same goals. You know, I mean, really, it, it's the alignment of uh, our um, our lifestyle. You know, yeah. uh, accepting that you know there's no resentment um, that we're in this lifestyle because it's at, at times it's it is challenging and it, um, oftentimes it is, and but at the end of the day, we both appreciate where we're at and what we have. I think that's kind of one of the benefits of the way it came through from my family is sometimes the rub is, you know, the people at home or the wife at home that is like, I didn't sign up for this. Mm -hmm. I don't need, like, like, what is this? And for me, it's very different because I did grow up in it. My dad was gone and we did have a choice. And there was a moment like, is this what we want to do? And my dad called me and said, is this what you want for your life? <laughs> you know what it is. Right, right. And I said, yes. And so that simple, that choice, I would say, you know, we don't, we, I catch myself or we, we don't slip into this victim mode because we chose this. This is the life we chose. I chose it knowing full well what it entails and so this is our chosen life and so let's just make it be our chosen life this is what we choose it's not a kind of <laughs> we have evolved this uh, silly ass career of ours into something that either of us really kind of you know when we started when i started fishing 25 years ago sure. uh, we had no idea uh that you know we were going to even be remotely my running a processing facility and and cnsc doing yeah. what it's doing it's just like are you kidding me no way could we have ever imagined you know such grandeur and um and and to tell you that it's always evolving too i mean it, i'll come up with some stupid ass idea and uh and we... say let's okay <laughs> try it and it's just like well uh that was dumb <laughs> so, or it just took a lot of our time we, I mean, our, my dad and grandfathers, they fished and we're like the modern era. I think of us as like a family rancher that maybe has ranched for generations and now they're selling their own beef. I mean, and that's the modern era with internet. My dad and my grandpa, they, they fished, they went to the dock and they sold the fish and that was it. They didn't see that fish. Think about that fish. They are paid and done. And um we have chosen you know because of the the internet and all of that we can sell our own fish it's extremely gratifying to fill that whole circle and sell our own fish um but it's extremely um takes a lot of time i mean i have a full-time job now doing yeah. that and selling our fish and so it's it's um we're definitely um you know going harder i'd say than than what <laughs> generations before at least their off time was really off time well what you know and, and here again this whole thing started because this is what fishermen dream of like selling their own fish and what a better uh, to have your wife selling your fish are you kidding me there it's just like i'll go catch us and you sell it and that's how naive we were to think <laughs> easy <laughs> and it was just like holy smokes this is a lot of work no. Oh. this is why people don't do it it's really really difficult and and having your kids on the boat like having your family with you is a big fisherman dream um you know they sitting there alone on the boat and you know having your family and then the other fisherman dream is 
selling your own fish, especially when you see the prices in the grocery store. They yes. go, oh yeah, that, okay, that would be awesome. They're, they're missing the work there. <laughs> it's in between, right, of course, of course. So, so we're living the dream. It's, <laughs> it's just uh, like, you know, a little more work than maybe what we imagine. <laughs> uh, and, and to be fair, Cena is a complete overachiever. I mean, it's just like you, you put the challenge in front of her and uh, she is not going to go, you know, just for something that's okay. She's going to go for the best. And this is why the yeah. C is where it's at right now. And, and quite honestly, it's why we are where we are at, you know, with owning 60 North and, uh, you know, Cena C. It's just a, it's the work ethic. Yeah, we did take the ball and run with it. <laughs> so, the, so the so the the fishing fishing came first, then the processing plant, then CNC. Did I have that right? Uh, no, actually, it was the fishing, and then CNC. So, trying to sell our fish. Okay. So there were several years in there where we were using a processing plant, and then it was the threat of that vanishing that we grabbed that middle piece. Okay. And then it became the full full. So if you're, you know, talk about the internet business for a while, for a little bit there, how do people find you? You know, who are your customers? Who do you serve? What does that look like today? Like, who's the core customer for you today? Well, um, we started on, we, we built a website. We had this great idea driving to Thanksgiving, you know, hey, you should, Rich, hey, you should sell our fish. Oh, I'm going, what? Oh, Okay. And then, you know, a few months later, we had a website. And I remember the night that our website went live, we we toasted with a glass of champagne and like waited for something to happen, you know, and nothing, nothing <laughs> happens. That's the thing about a website. It's just sitting out there right. in the ether. I mean, you have to do a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> so what were some of the things that you look so this is really a, I think this is a great conversation so here I am talking to a fisherman fishing family right and but you're yeah, the, the, the manufacturing facility I know it's processing you know piece of it and you know where you're, you're dealing with OSHA on the boat and in the you know in the the processing plant then you're a digital marketer you've got your website and everything that you're doing if you look at, like, as you're going through, I am, I'm trying to think, the, the website's full-time 24-7, so that's always up and running. That the website's never... up and running, yeah. I mean, that I think stops. one of the things that really, when we first started is I, I took a business, I took a course. Okay. On running an internet business. Okay. And I'm really grateful for that. I mean, we were living rural in the mountains and I had to wake up at six in the morning because our internet only was good till 8 a.m. <laughs> we couldn't download. It was a video course, you know, that kind of thing. But we just did it. And that course was made all the difference because I would have put up the website and I would have just done it like a fish store. Like this is salmon, buy it. And I didn't, you know, this course taught me, no, people want to buy from you. And what are you offering? And to put your personality into this, what you're doing and why. And when people come to the site, they should understand who you are and why you're doing this. And they said to start an email newsletter. Well, we were living very rural. I'd never been on a list before. I didn't even know what it was talking about. But I, I just did what it said. And I set up this list and I had the emails collected 
and I started writing and in the beginning there was 40 people and I knew them all and (laughs) (laughs) so I didn't feel that bad about like I didn't really it was like I know it's my mom and dad and some of my really good friends (laughs) so you know oh for Thanksgiving you know or we cooked this you know like I just typed what was going on just and it started from there in a really authentic way and I am really grateful for that understanding I would have built something really much more sterile but understanding that that people want to buy from us and who are we and why are we doing this and so doing that we attracted just organically we attracted this this customer base or audience base that reads our newsletters they care about sustainability they care about what we're doing they know who we are and it's 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 incredible really i mean we've had times where it's copper river salmon and and it it didn't come in like it they thought we couldn't provide the fish we thought and i send them an email and go i'm really sorry you know this is what sustainable fishing is like we can't fish if the if it's not open and for these reasons and they and i the responses i get are thank you. That's why we buy from you. And it was like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, I just booked an episode with somebody who is a really good storyteller and she serves a lot of um, family businesses in the ag market. And um, just, she was talking about the power of story and connecting with your customers through those stories, to, it's exactly what you're saying. And you know, I, I looked at our website, and I'm like, my why isn't on there. I've been doing this for how many years, you know? And it's like I know better, but it's like, okay, we need to take the time. That's one of our goals this year. Is you know, I have a very strong why. I love serving businesses. You know, my father and I were in business together and we didn't always get along and we had different ways of doing things. And, and, and then, you know, as a parent, I would say, you know, I'm not the opposite of you guys, but I wasn't as thought filled as I was raising kids. I was very business focused and I was that I was the dad that was like, let me get out and make the donuts and do the things that need to be done and not making the transition. So when you know, the reason why family's in the name of our business today is because it's so important to me. And like, I'm doing things with my kids today and being very intentional, even though they're all young adults to make sure that I'm like, I'm, you know, and I told them, I said, guys, don't do it the way I did it. When you're parenting, when you're doing things, I did things wrong. And if I could go back and get that time, I would, but I can't. The only thing I can do is go forward. And so I'm going to inspire change within our family and how we do things so that you learn some other different ways of doing it. I love that you guys are intentional about how you've done things. And yes, maybe there's a few things where you're like, yeah, let's just do it. We, you know, maybe not so intentional, but I love it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, completely. And it's been, you know, a lot of, um, it's a lot of fun that today um, we, we get to reflect. We reflect back on some of the things and the accomplishments that we've made and to give each other, particularly, you know, Cena and I, uh, a big hug, like, wow. Uh, we, Cena started out selling our damn fish out of uh, literally uh, a, a 10 by 10 space. She would, like we, were leasing, yeah. we were leasing some space in a warehouse from a really nice guy that really wanted to see us achieve. And accomplished. He was a businessman and uh, was kind of rooting for us. And we'd spent a ton of money on this damn website. 
and, break it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we're you know sending packages out to our friends, and yeah. you know to and Cena would get to the, the warehouse and fold out her table and I just set up my folding table and pack a couple boxes. Yeah. But I think to what you're saying, I I agree. It's I mean when we think back, it's those memories of the time on the boat with the kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the dinners sitting in this the boat is like being in an RV. It, you know, the galley is tiny and things like that. Everybody crammed in and and those moments where, you know, maybe we weren't catching as much fish as the other guy but we have these family memories that and our you know, kids talk about it yeah. i mean it, it's ingrained in what we're doing and and our yeah this is something that uh being able to you know pass things down uh, you know generation to you know our our kids and they will have done this business and you know whether they choose to be a part of it uh we'll see but it's right. pretty cool yeah that's pretty it's amazing it's very, very cool yeah. Yeah, and you know, and and to pay homage to where we came from too, you know, from the the ten by ten space to where we're at today, you know, it's really uh, it's pretty awesome. That's fantastic. Talk talk to me a little bit about the product. So you, we've got the fish. You know, what type of fish do you you know? People can go to the website. It's um, senacy um, C S E N A sea.com and they definitely should go out and, and check it out but what's it like to be a, a, a customer of yours you know what is what does that look like i'm going to jump in before <laughs> cena says anything on this because i oftentimes uh as i'm down at the warehouse on their packing days on a, a monday or tuesday i marvel at the absolute beauty of these packages that are sent if i was to receive one of these packages I would be just absolutely honored and blown away and really thinking somebody loves me. I mean, it, there's that much love and pride and I cannot believe the amount of work that goes into this. Uh, so it's, it's pretty awesome. Well, and <laughs> we sell, I mean, we like to say the best of the best. Yep. So we have Copper River salmon, which is the best salmon that in the world. Uh, we have wild, it's all wild Alaskan sustainable um, black cod, which is called sable fish and halibut. And then we have some, some rock fish. So in terms of fish quality around the world, when you're talking Alaska, it's the cold, pristine water that just makes the best fish. Um, and we're, we're selling kind of the elite of, of that. So, so the best of the best really kind of works for us. All of our fishermen are we know and trust. So Rich knows everybody, <laughs> all the fishermen. It's not this kind of, well, we think it's from over here. We we talk to them. We know exactly who caught what at what time. Um, so there's that traceability. And then there's the sustainability piece, which is really important. It's important for people. You know what I kind of like to say for our customers, you just, you can buy from us and trust us. And it checks all those boxes on what you need out of your fish, wild, sustainable, traceable, all the things, but then Rich is saying, taking that all the way down to how we portion them. So we cut and portion it, you're gonna get a six or an eight ounce portion. It's it's wrapped in parchment paper prior to vacuum sealing so it doesn't touch the plastic, keeps mm -hmm. the quality really high through the winter, down to we're packing the boxes, like so the portions look beautiful in the box. <laughs> and um, just 
and with foam and dry ice, so it, it comes totally frozen. And so it's that kind of white glove end to end um, that we're going for. I'm looking at the sampler bundle right now, you know, halibut, sablefish and salmon, six portions, nine portions, just amazing, amazing. Um, it, I'm just, I had a question. Um, so, and then you want to have subscriptions. So if somebody said, mm -hmm. I know that I'm going through this on a regular basis and this is what I want, you know, to eat, to eat, then they can just sign up for a subscription through the website. That's pretty. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all about making it really easy. So part of our, you know, our mission is to have people just try the fish that we get to try all the time right. and we want to make it easy. So, you know, I know that people have blocks about fish. It's hard to source. It's hard to cook, but we want to make it easy. You get it in your freezer and you have it, you will eat more of it. I promise. <laughs> so we keep it really flexible. You can get a box every one, two or three months. You can get any size, four portions up to 12 and and I allow it to be changed and people email me and, and we look at like, what do you like to eat? How do you like to cook it? How many do you want? And let's spread it out. And so it's not about cramming fish down people's throat and going like every month it's coming. It's yeah. really, you know, how much do you want? And let's get it going every month. And it's like, my dad gets a subscription because he doesn't want to go on the website and plug in his card. It's too much work. <laughs> so it's, it's about that kind of ease and convenience. Love it. Talk to me about what is the vision for the future for you guys? What are you what are you looking at? You know, what are you thinking about five years down the road besides college for the kids <laughs> or whatever they decide? Kids, yeah, that's what we're looking at. Getting a camper and driving around and visiting them at college. Yeah, that'd be, <laughs> be pretty awesome. Uh, I think that sixty north is going to be you know here again just refining our. Uh, our offerings and offering, you know, a great product, um, you know, building a business to, you know, one day sell, uh, what it might be, you know, something that we're looking towards. Uh, Cena C is one of these really special businesses that, uh, because of Cena, uh, you know, it, it would be pretty tough to run without Cena and her voice. So I think that probably in the next, I, I would probably say in the next five years, we could probably see maybe some, you know, other branding opportunities with you know selling uh, cooking items you know I yeah think i think that we're kind of looking into it's that it goes back to what do people need to feel comfortable cooking the fish mm. um you know we can provide the fish and the, uh, there's this known kind of uncomfortableness or um trepidation about cooking fish so for Cena C, we might lean a little bit more into that cooking side, more cooking demos. Um, we already do a bunch of recipes on the site, but just helping people feel comfortable uh, cooking it up. Um, we've, we have, I would say, what we have done well and will carry into the future is on both 60 North and Cena C is, is leaning into that quality over quantity for one thing, kind of doing more with less, utilizing the whole fish um, is something that because we had seen a sea and we had an avenue to kind of, we, we scrape the backbones with a spoon and we make patties out of them. We had this avenue to do that already. And that's where the big guys are still way behind and we will be more, you know, already have been and we'll be leaning into that quality over quantity and doing more with less. And what can you do with this amazing resource that if you just put a little more time and energy into it, you know, how can you get more out of it? Yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know, of course, passing the word along that, you know, this, this is really 
us. This is the conglomerate that, you know, uh, is so big that, uh, you know, that they can't reach us. The, the beauty of what we do also is we get a, a, a customer response, has a question or a complaint or something like that. Uh, we tag team it. The customer service is probably the biggest and best thing that we do and because it's really seen and I uh, answering the phones and we'll tag team, um, you know, a concern or a question. You know, if it's uh, on the processing side, I oftentimes uh, will call the customer themselves and we'll sit down and have a great conversation, take the opportunity to learn and, you know, uh, then secure a customer for life. Love it. Do, so all of your business is direct to consumer. Do you do some that's, you know, to resellers at all? Yeah, we, yeah, we wholesale uh, an immense amount of at 60 north. So if you think about it, Cena C is kind of like a best customer of 60 north, but 60 north has other wholesale customers. Yeah. Okay. Got it. You know, fairly. I mean, we're going through millions of pounds of fish. So. Yeah. Well, so you got it. Um. What else? What haven't I asked you that I should? Oh, um, how people can get in touch with us. <laughs> sure. How can people get in touch? To talk about that. Um, like I mentioned before, our email list is the place where we kind of, I've always originally communicated with people and directed people. And that's where um, you can get to know us. And so I always love to tell people to go to our website. You'll see the pop-up, jump on our email list, and we will just, we'll let you know what, what's coming up and what's going on. Great. And then are you available on any of the social media platforms as well or no? Yeah, we're um, we're most active on Instagram. Okay, we have uh, our daughter doing our reels and some posts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's new. Last when uh, she turned fourteen and figured out that uh, money is something that um, want. Yeah, want. So. love it. So she's going to become your social media director, right? Uh, yeah. Well, we call her little. Uh, her nickname is LM, anyways, for little mom, and she's just a. Uh, <laughs> Cena, but smaller. And she loves to cook, and and her contribution is like when we are out fishing, and the the other kids, you know, everybody has a job on a boat, but she says, "I'll be the cook." Um, inside, <laughs> so there's a place for everybody and whatever they like to do. Good. Um, how's the wrestling season going? Good. We just had an amazing dual meet last night, and uh, it came down to the very last. Oh, match. that was. Yeah. Oh, the last two matches, everyone's on their feet. It was incredible. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, it, it, it was awesome. Just fun. And we, and we won. And uh, Well, it was down to the last match of the last guy. And I mean, whoever wins this match will win the, the whole duel. And and the other one went into overtime. Was it overtime? Yeah, overtime. The second to last match went overtime. I lost a team point. I would, you know, was uh, uh, shaking my fist at the ref and uh, maybe had a few words that maybe I should not have said. But <laughs> but it was just nothing but passion, and uh, it, it was pretty amazing. And well, we had this the senior loses in overtime, the second to last match, right? And now it's down to a freshman. And he's a, like a, a JV freshman thrown into the lineup because we have a spot. And now the whole thing rests on this freshman who has not won very many matches before. Mm -hmm. But 
everybody like it this is it this is the match and he stepped up and it was down to the wire and he did that's great it was the panda bear we call him the panda bear <laughs> so I, I had told i had told cena before we started you know the show that both of my boys wrestled and i just loved i didn't you know i i grew up with a not a distaste for wrestling but it was definitely not on my radar as something i would want my kids to do and I will tell you, I just think it's such a great program. I, you know, it doesn't matter what side, you know, I haven't met a, a coach that I didn't really like and didn't love the kids and just really wanted them um, to be their best. And it was just fun to watch them. So even though it's a team sport, there's so much individual piece to it. So it was just, it's such a different sport. I really, really learned to love watching them wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of these, as I have my parent meetings and, and I talk to these kids, this is the, the repeating um, of, we talk about how special these kids are just, you know, if you took a look at the big picture of life in our little high school that has 450 kids, you have a, a wrestling team of 30 kids and you're already uh, completely different from everybody else because this is a crazy sport. Yes. And uh, you know, so there's already this inherent grit that this kid is going to step it up and he knows what he's already stepping into. And it's not going to be fun. Oftentimes, right. I mean, you know, when is the, when is it fun getting your nose ground into the mat, having a coach yell at you, it's a hundred degrees in the room, you're losing five pounds of practice. And it, it's just like these, but these kids keep coming back and back and back. And I love hiring them up in Alaska when uh, my uh, facility sure. is running at its best it's when I have wrestlers and you know uh, I, I mean no offense to anybody out there who's listening but uh, nobody talks about having a team of basketball players work for you everybody talks about having a wrestler work for you I mean it is that much different and these kids are different and uh, they will be great people um, I know that so it's it's a, it's a great sport I really love uh, having the opportunity to be able to work with young people if I had to choose my career again, I might go into teaching, you know, but uh, I really enjoy it and feel very, very thankful. And the school district that we're in right now is just like that hats off there. It's amazing. Nice. I'll throw a book to, I don't know. Have you read anything? Uh, David Goggins? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So you, you, you talk about the, the you know, the, the pain <laughs> and the, the, you know, what a wrestler goes through and it's like, you'll read David Goggins book and it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. I wake, I wake up every morning and I'm like, if I don't get on the treadmill, I'm like, Goggins is going to come and kick my backside. <laughs> right. Well, another great book would be uh, Chosen Suffering by Tom Ryan, the Ohio State yeah. head coach. Great okay. story and probably a little bit more relatable to, you know, really the, you know, David Goggins is amazing. The guy is bananas. But who's going to run on broken legs? Yeah. <laughs> right. Or 240 miles in 60 hours. Come on. No, no, no. And uh, I think I'm pretty tough. Um, but uh, it's, it's that entrepreneur piece where you hear that stuff and it's like just being an entrepreneur entrepreneur is tough. Being a business owner is tough. You've got to be made out of something different. So it's just nice to listen to somebody else that has been through a hard life and, and gone through some things that we all love, whether it's the football team or the wrestling team or the, the runner, you know, we, it's those stories is what makes us get up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really cool. But uh, listen to uh, Tom Ryan, uh, 
the chosen suffering. Okay. And then the, I think and, then the um, resilience is it rules of resilience was really good. And then takes what ten rules of resilience. Ten rules of resilience. Okay. And it takes what it takes with them. Um, uh, Trevor Moab. Yeah. Yeah. That was so. We're 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 into all this stuff, and you know, it's a lot of my messaging and practice, and you know, you can. I'm really really big into goal setting. Yeah. And we talk about it's mandatory. If you do not have a goal or, or uh, your goal sheet, you will not wrestle on our team. But he does that at 60 North too. So what's, it is like you're saying entrepreneurship, there's, there is a real crossover with, with all of this. It, it's all personal growth, whether you're stepping out in a, onto the mat in a singlet for the first time, or, you know, you <laughs> <laughs> trying to launch something it, it's all just digging deep and doing what it takes yeah i i never understand when i meet a ceo or business owner that's not a reader i am like how how did you get to doing what you're doing because it's just so hard and the obstacles that are thrown at you and you know you just if, if you ever had to sit there and say i think i got enough to cover payroll this week I, just once, you know, that feeling in your gut, and I've been there, you know, is like me, oh my, this is, this is gut-wrenching. I remember going to my father and saying, dad, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to do this. He goes, one, you'll figure it out, but just tap into your 401k if you have to. I'm like, that's my retirement money. What do you, you know, you always told me, and I'm a financial advisor. You never tap your 401k with <laughs> You're a business owner, son. That's yeah. different. You yeah, may not be able to tell different that. Class. Right. But, yep. Yeah. 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 And, and as Tina said, even at 60 North, I require my employees to fill out a goal sheet. I, I purpose is so important to be floating around in this space uh, without a purpose. It's uh, why there's uh, drug addicts and uh, people that, you know, are just lost in this world. Yeah. So it, I take it real serious. And, you know, oftentimes, they don't care. And it's just, you know, a, a, a wish list, a Christmas wish list, as I call it. But I do have those people that uh, do stick to their goals and accomplish. And it's, it's really rewarding for them, most importantly. And I, I find a lot of gratification for them also. I love it. There is a book out there. I don't know if one more book, The Dream Manager by Matthew mm -hmm. Kelly. Great great book that you'll get a lot you'll you'll love that if uh, if you haven't read it but it just you're doing it already but it's just really nice to be thinking about what can I do meeting these people with what their goals are we may have a goal as a company but their goals personally don't match the company goals all the time so how can I connect what they're doing with their goals and it's just mm. a really nice oh that sounds perfect yeah. yeah I just wrote it down yeah so, yeah, yeah that's a good one ah Cena and Rich Wheeler, Cena C. Uh, what's the name of the sixty North? That sixty North. Yeah, you guys have been awesome. This is this is enlightening. I've got a little bit of a charge right now. Now I got to go and figure out what I can do for the next couple of hours because I'm go run, go do push-ups. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I got to um, practice in like uh, twenty minutes too. So there you go. <laughs> What, thank you for listening in on the Family Biz Show, everybody. My name is Michael Columbus, and this has been uh, with Family Wealth and Legacy in Rochester, New York. We can't wait to have you on the next episode and listen in and make sure you don't miss some more great guests just like Rich and Cena. Again, thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. 
Thanks for listening to The Family Biz Show. We appreciate your time and trust to deliver the best guests and most cutting-edge information to help you maximize your family business. Being part of a family is tough. Add a business to that, and it gets even tougher. Tune in next week as we strive to ease your journey with The Family Biz Show. The content presented is for informational and educational purposes. The information covered and posted are views and opinions of the guests and not necessarily those of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Michael Columbus is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker dealer, member SIPC, and registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Financial Affiliates and other fine companies. Family Wealth and Legacy LLC is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.